Hello, this is the Scare Guy Show. This is Upfront Week, which means a bloodbath for your favorite TV shows. Which ones survived? Which ones made it? We will find out, hopefully. So sad for Lucifer. Anyways, plus we discuss monsters this week, our favorite monster movies, because a certain monster movie is celebrating its 25th anniversary, and we're very excited about that. And Lucretia here talked to the editor-in-chief of the new resurrected Fangora magazine. We are really excited. Stay, stay tuned with us this week. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. It's weird. You don't think about this as a monster theme. This is, like, so awe-inspiring. John Williams. You know, there will never be another John Williams. As if you did not realize, you were listening to the theme for Jurassic Park, which is celebrating its 25th anniversary this year. Myself and um, my friend down the table here, Katie, we experienced the 25th anniversary celebration of Jurassic Park over at Universal Studios on the back lot, where it was actually, well, a big chunk of it was actually filmed. And we will uh, take you there in just a second. My name is Jim. I am the managing editor here at thescareguy.com. You can find me at ConGuyJim. And we have a whole table full of great spooky people this week. I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys. You can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N. Anywhere on the internet since there is only one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Katie, or Wednesday today, I guess. And <laughs> yeah, you can find me on Twitter and all that stuff at Katie Christine. So. What's up? I'm Ben Cleaver, actor, writer, comedian stuff. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway, you can find me all over social media at Ben Cleaver. That's B-N-K-L-I-E-W-E-R. And we are so glad to have all you guys with us today. And By the way, very spooky. it's a spooky day. We have exactly five months and two weeks until Halloween. So <laughs> isn't that nuts? We are already kind of heading into the Halloween season. We have like, f- well, five months away. For those of us who yeah, love so this. so the Halloween yeah. stores are opening now. Are they? Yeah, but at least like in it. L.A., they're always yeah. open year-round. <laughs> That's, That's the best part about living here. Well, exactly. I went to um, this shirt right here that I am wearing, the Amityville Horror, in honor of the passing today of a great actress. Um, most people know her from her Superman films, yes. but I also know her because I'm speaking, of course, of um, Margot Kidder. Mm-hmm. The best Lois Lane ever to grace the screen, in my humble opinion. And also, she um, she uh, was in one of my favorite all-time spooky movies, The Amityville Horror, which came out in the 70s. I think the 70s had all the best horror movies. But, it really did. Oh, it's so great. And th- I just remember the theme, the theme of Amityville Horror. Any- anytime I hear it, just get, you, know, you just get all creeped out and tingling. It gets in your bones. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyways... Um, we have just a couple of things to talk about before we do jump into our monsters. Uh, as you can see in front of me, these are two of my absolute favorite monsters. And I didn't realize until right before the show, they're both from the 50s. There is the Gill Man, the monster from the Black Lagoon from Universal. And then, of course, um, everybody's favorite... Gajira. Gajira. It's, it's, mm. Yeah, it's, this is Godzilla. This is actually Shin Godzilla, which yeah. came out just a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. I just saw Shin Godzilla last week. It's not my favorite Godzilla movie. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, a, it's this weird political commentary about bureaucracy and how mm-hmm. it's so hard to make any kind of decision. Like Godzilla's stomping, stomping towards town and you have a room of 100 people and they can't make up their mind what to do. You know, the prime minister is saying, we need to clear everybody out. We, no, 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 we don't need to clear everybody out. Everybody's going to travel each other. But do we have enough food? And it's like, oh my goodness. And that's most of the movie. And oh, wow. Yeah, that's why I like 1984 Godzilla because it's just straight, straight through. You know, it just yeah. is what it is. Yeah, oh. There you go. I yeah. have a distant cousin who yeah. was this extra and killed. I mean, 
his character was <laughs> killed <laughs> in the 1984 Godzilla. My cousin was killed in the 1984 Godzilla. It was well, very rough on the family. I, yeah. So, um, yeah, I just uh, triggered you, didn't I? <laughs> you did. And uh, we will be talking. So tonight we're going to be talking about uh, uh, the best monster movies of all time. And then also we're going to be talking about as much as we know the TV shows that have been axed or the ones that are survived, or the ones that are going forward, or some brand new ones that have been announced. Like, such a cool one got announced today from Guillermo del Toro. That's going to be fantastic. So anyways. Ten after midnight. Y- yes, yeah. isn't it? I-, I knew that Anthony Thank would be Thank you, the voice of God. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's super cool. I mean, Netflix is just killing it. That's Anthony, mm-hmm. the voice of God. He's our producer. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I am yeah. the voice of God. <laughs> Hear me. So what's, um, <laughs> Halloween Horror Nights, do we have any news since we're getting so close to Halloween, Katie, that you are aware of? I know that we yeah. had some, basically, about the, the mazes that are happening, right? Yeah, well, I mean, if anybody follows the Horror Nights Twitter, you can get quite a bit from that, because it's pretty much nonstop from here on out. Yep. But um, on Thursday, they they posted on one of the web that it was confirmed, because of Jurassic World attraction mm-hmm. coming out um, next year... They obviously are not going to use that area as a maze this year, which is what they normally do in the queue line area. So they are going to have use Soundstage 29 mm-hmm. instead, and that is going to be where the Stranger Things maze is. Which is, you were talking about how it's getting a lot of people that are gonna, they have not yeah, previously and, been. Yeah, like my best friend who hates hates horror stuff. Well, I don't, I had dragged her through the Walking Dead attraction. Like, she did not want to do it. Um, but she was like, I think I might want to go with you this year because I love Stranger Things. So I'm going to have fun seeing her get terrorized. But, now, yeah. now, what's there the other go. thing that they've announced? Um, and then they announced at, at Monsterpalooza, they announced that they're doing, they announced the Metro Scare Zone. Mm-hmm. I believe they said it was Metro. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that it is holidays from hell. So, <laughs> like, you know, I think they said um, like Fox Cupid <laughs> and Demonic Bunny and oh, okay. lots of oh. stuff like that. So, yeah, that's all that. And then Universal Orlando announced a maze or a scare zone. I'm not sure exactly. I forgot what it was, but it's based off of. I don't follow Orlando as much, so I remember they saw something, and I don't have the. Oh, I'll have to look it up. I'll have to look it up because I I go there every year. Yeah, that's. I just I. I love for those of you who are listening and you don't know where we're located. We're we're right smack here in Hollywood, California. So, we have an abundant. Abundance of riches when it comes to haunted attractions around. We can't, you know, yeah. We, yeah. We, we, they're just, there's just so many theme parks around here. And plus, we have the entertainment industry here, and everybody who is great at creating scary stuff, they get out and they really show their stuff at this time of year. Well, that time of year. So that's great. But there's nothing like Universal Orlando when it comes to Halloween Horror Nights. It is just something to behold. So I'm, I'm super stoked. We will be passing along information as we get it. Katie, thank you. Mm-hmm. I, you'll, she's always kind of like, Text me. Did you did you hear? Did you hear? <laughs> <laughs> but we have something kind of cool. Um, Lucretia, you were able to interview probably uh, some somebody that's kind of um, revolutionized. Hopefully, something that it was very special to a lot of us growing up. Those of us who loved horror. And can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So I actually had the pleasure of speaking with Phil Nobile Jr., who is the editor in chief of Fangoria Magazine. Yes, it is back, guys. That and, is so awesome. Yeah, and for sixty dollars uh, quarterly a year, it, you know, it's a pretty you know steep price when you think about it. But you're like, no. When he, I talked to him, it's a hundred 
pure pages of horror mm -hmm. gold. So it is well worth the money and just the nostalgia factor. And as horror fans, as you see, you've got your action figures. I know I have tons of them. We're tactical people. Yeah. So we're the type to have Blu-rays, to have collectibles, and to have Fangoria. And it's so great that it's come back. I mean, and I do have a little bit of the interview here with him where he talks about what all he's going to be bringing with the magazine. Now, you know? Before we start yeah. that, though, like Fangoria, for those who don't know, it started in 1979. It featured um, all the best horror movies and had the, the bloodiest, goriest covers. And, and when I was a, a younger kid, you know, of course, I'd sneak in and my mom didn't let me get it when I was a little kid. And you just kind of like, it was just like every time you'd go, what was that bookstore that was in the mall all the, uh, B. Dalton? B. Dalton, yeah. yeah. And that's where I always go see in the years, the days before uh, Barnes & Noble. But it was uh, started in 1979. It became huge in the 80s and 90s, and then it went online only for a little bit. And then they've hit some struggles as the entire magazine industry yeah. has had struggles and kind of, you know, kind of ceased operation. But they were always kind of an online presence. But now they're coming back as a print publication, which is, of course, Jim. Print media is the wave of the future. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's kind of bold. It's kind of ballsy to like say, "Hey, we're going to start up a print magazine right now." But they've got a lot of brand equity with Fangoria, so I, I'm super stoked about this. Yeah, because like you, I would go read it at Hastings or B. Dalton when my dad was working in the mall, and it's like, thanks you for know, knowing what Hastings gonna... is. Yes. <laughs> Hastings, your entertainment superstore, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's we used to have a Hastings in Hutchinson, Kansas. Tyler, it, Texas. It actually just, I think it just closed within the last two years or something. Yeah, the one in Tyler closed down about two years ago. Yeah, I had which to is a shame. Pour, pour one out for it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. So um, I think you have a, a little bit of a, a teaser clip for us to, from your interview. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Phil talks about what's to come up and a little bit about what could be in those hundred pages. All right. Anthony? Different. And so that's been our guiding uh, principles in terms of curating content and, and creating the, this is uh, the uh, that table of contents that I stare at every morning and try to make sure it's, you know, something special. Yeah. Is there anything you can reveal to us about what you're planning for the something special, like in that table of contents there? Because I remember there was so much in Fangoria, like... From, you know, not just news, but a lot of really good interviews and pictures. That was the thing. It's a very visual magazine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so as, as we said, it's a quarterly. So the news and reviews are mm. pretty much gone. Yeah. <clears throat> There's no reason to do news or reviews. But that said, we do want to, like, tease upcoming releases. And we, we're coming up with creative ways to do that. To, that will that will make sense for a, movie, uh, for a magazine that only comes out every three months. Um There'll be ways that we'll kind of dance around that. But yeah, as you said, interviews, set visits, retrospectives. There's there's an archaeological element that we're bringing into Fangoria that I'm so excited about, and I can't tell you what it is yet, but it's <clears throat> we've discovered things about older films that no one has reported on yet. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. We really want to go a little deeper. We want to go a little... Uh, a little more substantial in terms of how we're able to cover stuff. And with a 100-page quarterly that doesn't need to rely on news, doesn't have a ton of ads, we're able to do Wow. That. So yeah. we're talking about 100 pages of, you know, just pure horror. And like you say, an archaeological element. Because the thing about horror fans is most of us grew up watching movies that were made 10 years, 20 years mm -hmm. before we were even born. So we're interested in the old. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the, the old is a sliding scale, so, yeah. so we know the thing. Yeah, kind of and, this, um, and he also talks about who's on his team, yeah. and that includes uh, Scream Queen Barbara Crampton. Oh, are you yeah. serious? Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> that, so, um, it's. do you know, when do we expect it to start printing? <clears throat> October. October. Yeah. 
and they're taking subscriptions now. And to find out how to subscribe to Fangoria, just go to Fangoria.com. Just just Google it, and we also have a link on our website, for, uh, so you can figure out how to. I've already I've gone on. I haven't subscribed yet, but we were talking right before the show. Like we get a little bit of time yet, hopefully. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like my budget is not looking great right now, <laughs> but I'm like, hey, I've got till October to find sixty dollars, and I think I can do it. I, I just remember fa- really when I was a kid, though. I remember Fangoria. That was it was. It was like soaring during the uh, the heyday of the Friday the Thirteenth films throughout the eighties, and I remember one cover where they had what was it the 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 very first film where the woman's neck is being cut and her head's leaning back and the blood's and I'm like that's on the cover of a magazine <laughs> on the newsstand, you know we wouldn't get away with that these but days, but not boobs. <laughs> well, not on the. <laughs> That's just not one. on the cover. That was a different that's magazine. one shelf yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. But they had to cover it up. I couldn't reach oh. that high. So, but. Um, did you did you guys talk about it? Anything else that you want to tease a little bit? Um, no, we do talk a little bit about you know because I, I, one of the ones I did have was the uh, the Friday the Thirteenth cover, but for Jason Liz, which is my favorite one with Alice Cooper. Yeah, and yeah, you know, just reminisce about because yeah, and how like Friday the Thirteenth, we haven't had a movie for years, so that may be something that they go in depth on, and you know, all the legal issues with that. So right, yeah. yeah. And he does talk about his team, yeah, as I said, notably Barbara Crampton and a lot of people he did bring over from Birth Movies Death, where he was the former editor in chief there. Yeah. All right. That's really cool. I mean, the thing is, it is kind of a challenge that you're only doing four issues a year, but um, it's it's kind of cool because you can go in depth and you can really, you don't have to worry about like breaking news. You know, that's not about breaking news, right. it's about the, the story behind the news. Well, that's yeah. what I always like in the, the, my limited experience with Fangoria because I only read a few issues in my day. Um, but. That's always what I found fascinating was the behind the scenes stuff and the interviews and that kind of information. Like, and and in today, it's a smart move because in today's atmosphere, you can get the breaking news literally anywhere else. Yep. Yeah, yep. the internet go. is a thing. News. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you can find out the latest information on everything you could ever want instantaneously. But for the, the archaeological aspect where he said they went back and found out new stuff about old films that nobody's known before, that's dope. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm stoked about that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, because, I mean, this is stuff that, you know, they have the means to be researching. And, yes, there are so many websites and everything, but a lot of this stuff probably can't even be found there because we're dealing with stuff that, you know, was before the Internet right. and, like, you know, where to look. It's and, not on Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. For, for example, like, I, I was, when I was pulling pulling this shirt out to wear this t- today, I was sitting there thinking, I would love to do an entire episode to just investigate the what's true and what's not true about the Amityville Horror or some other purported to be true story haunted houses and i just love stuff like that and, and he's going to be able to like kind of like dig into that like the whole mm-hmm. you know the family behind this house and everything like that sounds to me like that's something that he could really dig in and, and chew on and uh, uh, like this the godzilla phenomenon that you know that's something you can go in and chew on. i just i i'm super excited mm-hmm. about it yeah because i'm really into like real horror stories and what is the story because i just found out there was you know apparently a story that was very similar to the original friday the 13th and um believe it was like denmark or sweden and i just found out about this i I mean so yeah i'm like whoa i had no idea i thought it was kind of like came from halloween (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah like they can find out all this stuff and i there's messed up stuff in europe kids (laughs) yeah but so, thank you for uh, sharing that with us, oh, Lucretia. No That's really cool. Oh, By yeah. the way, Halloween Horror Nights Orlando, Dead Exposure, Patient Zero is the latest house to be announced down there. So, 
Pestilence. All right. Are they including the other six plagues? Or yeah. let's go? <laughs> hey, Ben, you were talking before the show because we were uh-huh. talking about Margot Kidder. And you uh-huh. have a little bit of a connection to very, something. Yeah, after. very loose connection. But uh, I'm currently, well, you can currently find me starring... And I say I say starring. I feel kind of bad about using starring, but it's an ensemble cast, so we all star in it. Uh, I star in a science fiction series called Atropa, which you can currently find uh, on Studio Canal's Studio Plus app, or as the French call it, Studio Plus. <laughs> um, and that can be found in the Apple uh, the Apple App Store. Um, you can download that. I don't think it's available in the United States on Android yet, mm-hmm. but it's coming. And then eventually down the line, I think it'll be available for download off iTunes and that sort of stuff, um, the series itself. But right now, it's on the Studio Plus app, which has a ton of original series, which are actually really good. Web format, so they're 10 to 15 minute episodes. It's it's a fantastic project, but it was um, created and directed by a guy named Eli Sasich, who has, through the process, become a friend of mine, a, a really great guy, fantastic creative uh you know and he basically kind of based the sci-fi aspect off of movies like alien and like a lot of 70s kind of dark dystopian sci-fi stuff leading up to this he had produced written and produced a film called henry h-e-n-r-i and henry was kind of again a dystopian future about a robot who wakes up basically on a crashed spaceship and the storyline is about how he's kind of putting together the pieces of what happened this short film, Henry, starred Margot Kidder as oh, the yeah. only human in the in the whole film. The only human actress, I think. There might be one mm. other in a, in a flashback or something, but I can't remember. Um, and so, as soon as I read the news this morning, mm. I thought of Eli, and I, you know, I posted on his Facebook page and that sort of thing, and because um, he had posted about it, yeah. And uh, he just said she was just a wonderful, sweet human being, and and uh, just adored working with her. And and again, she was my Lois Lane too. So. Yeah. Yeah, she actually lived in the Dallas area and was always at conventions and things. Always oh, yeah. lovely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she was uh, what, what show did you guys do recently that you? She was also a part of. Uh, she was on uh, Smallville. Um, right. Yeah, and I think because uh, yeah, we just I just got done doing Supergirl, so we did our little tribute as well, and had been talking a lot about Smallville throughout the episode. So yeah, like you know, she, and she had left Smallville because she didn't like how they handled Christopher Reeves' subsequent death. So that was always interesting to me that she mm-hmm. was you know very loyal to him. Mm-hmm. You know, cool. even then, yeah. You know, I, the thing, the reason I love her so much as Lois Lane, and she's just the best, I think she's the best portrayal of Lois Lane, because she was gutsy and spunky, like all of them have been, but she was so funny. Like, yeah. she, she, there was so much humor to her, Lois Lane. You know, Amy Adams, you know, I really like her, but she's just so earnest and serious. And then Kate Bosworth. Well, that, that's the whole Warner Brothers yeah. DCEU yeah. right and then, now. And then Except Kate, for Wonder Woman. And then Kate great. Bosworth was just barely there she was yeah, a little milk toast yeah. <laughs> but like Lo- Lois Lane as portrayed by Margot Kidder was just full that was it was just it's so memorable like yeah. she was just so great yeah I really thought that Erica Durant on Smallville was much closer to Margot Kidder's which was great and I thought Terry Hatcher's was fun but that was not that was more of like a you know a joke Terry was fun yeah, Terry fun. yeah I forgot yeah. about that yeah, yeah, yeah Margot's the best yeah but anyway, so um, rest in peace, Margot Kidder. You will be missing. Um, I again for those who are, are are fans of horror, make sure you check out the original Amityville horror. She was great in that as well, and she really showed some acting chops in that big time. So 
All right, all right. So real quick, we have some events that you guys might be interested in. These are kind of all over the country, but I will tr try to go through those. There are a couple here in LA, and you did the Killer Clowns. This very I know, first one. I was one. like, oh, I want to go to this. <laughs> May 18th, which is real soon, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, which is the crazy, crazy, B, is it a B movie? How do you describe Killer Probably Clowns? Probably like yeah. CD, uh, <laughs> you know, definitely that level, but, but it's wonderful. It's one of those crazy yeah. bad movies. Anyways, they're having a, a performance, they're having a, a screening of that with a live orchestral score. The Hollywood Chamber Orchestra will be playing the music while it's... And plus the Dickies, it's a punk band. They're going to be there beforehand at 6 o'clock. The Cosmic Clown Circus will celebration will begin with stilt walkers, balloon folding artists, contortionists, and of course the Hollywood... Um, the Hollywood Symphony there. That's And the composer of the Killer Clowns soundtrack, oh. John Massari, will be conducting the Hollywood... It's uh, so bizarre. Yeah, they did that with Evil Dead. Um, yeah. yeah, I saw that at the Ace Hotel. So I like them when they do these. These are really fun. These yeah. are really fun. I really like it. And this is at the Montalban Theater. Am I, am I saying that the correct way? The Montalban Theater. Montalban. May 18th through 20th, WhedonCon is down in Woodland Hills, California. It um, comes around this time every year. We had one of the directors of WhedonCon on last year. If you want to check out our podcast from exactly a year ago, WhedonCon just uh, retweeted it. Kind of tells you everything you can expect. They have a lot of cool guests. Have you heard anything about... Is anyone in the room fans of uh, the Whedonverse? Or, I yeah. love the Whedonverse. Oh, yeah. I do too. And this year they've actually got some big um, yeah. guests like um, Sean from Firefly, yep. who was the doctor, and then um, James Marster. James Marsters, um, yeah. Mercedes McNabb that was Harmony. Mm -hmm. I think Nicholas Brendan will be coming. Yep. Um, yeah, I noticed like they had a lot of good guests coming this year. So if you that is coming up just this next weekend. So if you guys don't have your tickets, they still have tickets available. It's it's a smaller con, and you are all but guaranteed in, to, to meet a lot of your favorite. I know that James Marshall's there all day Saturday, yeah. so you have a lot of chances to meet him. Also, May eighteenth through twentieth, Days of the Dead, Charlotte, North Carolina. And then May 27th, Texas Chainsaw uh, Massacre, the film, one, two, and three will be showing at the Egyptian Theater here in Hollywood. That's that a lot. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of massacre in That's one day. A lot of yeah. And a lot of chili. Huh? <laughs> Are they going to do a chili cook-off since they're doing two? Oh. That'd be fun. <laughs> they should. Yeah. That would be fun. <laughs> I don't know if you want to have a bunch of people eat chili and then sit in a theater together for three hours. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Probably yeah, yeah. a thing to have after, like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. June 1st through the 4th, Contact in the Desert. It's a UFO um, convention out in Indian Wells, California. By the way, oh. this is not just about UFO TV shows. These are actual researchers and people that are... True believers the in, truth is in, out there. in yeah. sounds interesting. It does sound weirdly, interesting. weirdly interesting. I would go. I'd yeah. check it out. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I put in for press credentials. I'm hoping I get approved. Do the thing. <laughs> I'd like that, to get some peyote and do check this out. Yeah. Do, <laughs> <laughs> do you guys know who George Norrie is from Coast to Coast at nighttime? It used to be hosted by Art Bell, the nighttime overnight oh, super no. paranormal radio. The mm. no, I know I've what you're I actually. Sorry, Ben, to cut you off. No, I've good. actually listened to that. And I had to do it for a prod. Uh, it was like a certain assignment from one of my uh, TV classes. Yeah. To, just to like study the advertisements from like AM and FM. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've heard of that. The coast to coast. It's really creepy. Oh, stuff. it's been coming on since the 90s. It, yeah. Back when Art Bell used to do it. And it, it's all about UFO exploration. I remember one time. Um, I I tape recorded an episode because they had Bigfoot whistling. I thought that was the coolest <laughs> thing ever. See, the only coast to coast I knew was Space Ghost, but now this one sounds pretty cool. Right. I remember that. Yes. Oh, that was so great. All right, June fifteenth through the seventeenth, Scarecon, New England. June twenty two through the twenty fourth, there's another Days of the Dead. This one's in Indianapolis. Our friends Lisa and Jake Jerry will be covering that for us, so we'll get a report back from that. 
And then back here in L.A., again, an abundance of riches here. July 28th through 29th, Midsummer Scream down in Long Beach. And then August 25th through 26th, Scare L.A. at the L.A. Convention Center. Two of the big Halloween conventions which kick off the the year. And then September 14th through 16th, Scare Fest, Horror and Paranormal Convention in Lexington, Kentucky. So, did you have something to say? Well... Are they further apart than normal? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Because I thought they used to be like two weeks apart or one they week apart. They used to be one week apart. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and well, they used to... Beat the same weekend. They used to be huh? the same group of people. Let's just put it... Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they said, let's start oh. two conventions. We won't yeah. go into the politics of it. But, <laughs> but, you know, good for us because we got two conventions. And they are there kind of go. pushing a little bit further. Like, uh, yeah. Midsummer is the week right after San Diego right Comic Con. Yeah. Which yeah. makes it tough. But then the other one, uh, Scare Lane, now they're at towards the end of August, which yeah. makes it easier. Was it in yeah. L.A. last year? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Which one? L- uh, Scare LA. Was Scare it? LA's been in LA. Yeah, this is their second year. Okay, because I didn't go last year. So right. I haven't been there once they moved to LA. But midsummer, they've moved down to Long Beach. So, yeah. so they've kind of separated separated yeah. themselves a little I bit. I went when it was in Pasadena. Cool. Yeah. All right. So we are going to talk about something right now that is just near and dear to my heart monster movies. This is the whole reason that I fell in love with movies as a kid. My dad used to uh, let us stay up late on Friday night and watch Creature Features. Yes, the Creature Feature. (laughs) Yeah, and I wasn't a great... We had one of those horror hosts, the guy that would come on. He was dressed up like something. He would announce it. He was like dressed up. It was just an old man, but I I have since seen... Tonight. It's so great. It's so great. Uh, But so... We are going to, and the reason we're talking about this is because one of the best monster movies of all time, in my opinion, and in the opinion of very many people, is Jurassic Park. And we're going to go over some of those lists here in a second. It is celebrating its 25th anniversary, so... Now, I have a brief caveat, really quickly. I was having a discussion with my buddy who is also... He and I are both big Jurassic Park enthusiasts. (laughs) And he said, so the original Jurassic Park he says, is not a monster movie. It's more of a thriller, more of a psychological thriller, kind of in that vein. And I said, well, in that vein, yes, it's still like horror or scary. But he said, essentially everything after that was a monster movie. And Mm -hmm. certainly the Jurassic World franchise is a monster movie. And the one coming out this summer is hardcore horror almost. Yeah. Yeah. It looks very... the, The new trailer reminded me of bits and pieces of what made Jurassic Park so good and and The Lost World. Like, I know a lot of people don't like The Lost World. Oh, I love The Lost World. I loved The Lost World because the whole idea of a dinosaur coming into your house or... That's the whole. That's the scary. whole half of the movie is going to be dinosaurs and people trapped in a house with a, yeah. a rampaging raptor. Which, like, like I said, I I don't want to like. I, I will see it. I know I will see it. I really hope it doesn't fall under the category of a Lost World remake because I know that they'll scrutiny nothing. for that. Yeah, and I'm hoping. I have hope that it won't be. But when I saw the the latest trailer, I was like, "Ooh, that's risky because you're yep. going to have the naysayers who say this is a Lost World remake." And Ben, to your point though. Every single best of monster list I could find included Jurassic Park. I could not find Fair a list enough. that did not have it on it. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not saying, you know, certainly monsters, yes. dinosaurs are monsters in this movie. They're chasing people trying to eat them. Which, by the way, if there is a movie poster that has a person and then a giant creature with big teeth behind it chasing it, I will watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of which, this year we're going to have the very final Sharknado. Speaking of crazy monster movies. Or oh. The Meg. Like, the real shark movie. Dude, the I'm Meg. so excited about yes, that movie. The Meg. Yeah. I, I'm first in line. I almost Jason bought the Chase book, the and then sharks. I read the reviews, and the people were like, mm-hmm. the book isn't that great. The movie will probably be good. And I was like, okay, I'll just watch the movie then. <laughs> yeah, it's Jason Statham versus giant sharks. How do you go wrong? Right? Yeah. 
All right. You can't. Yeah. Let's start over to the left and let's go right. Tell me a couple of your most favorite monsters in the movies. Oh, man. Um, okay, so I I love the original Universal Monsters. Yep. I, as a child, I used to be obsessed with the creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, one reason I really enjoyed Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. And as a little side trail, why I'm super stoked about uh, Guillermo doing uh, the Haunted Mansion, because I also love... <laughs> well, he signed on it a long time ago, but yeah. I haven't heard anything about that in I, so long. I haven't either, but I, I'm just keeping faith that it's still I happening. I am too. Fingers crossed. Anyway... Um, as a child, um, the original Piranha. Yeah. Oh, yes. uh, and that was shot in Texas. Look at, like, oh, here's the scary. creature There's from the Black creature. Lagoon. There you go. Shot on the um, back lot in Universal. Also in Florida. The underwater oh. scenes were shot in Florida. You can take a, a glass bottom boat and see them. Oh, nice. It's really cool. But they also have that tank on the back lot here that they shot some of the stuff in. Oh, and it's most a, of it's there. And it's really small. It's surprisingly <laughs> small. Um, and yes, yeah, so the, then the original Piranha um, from the seventies. Uh, yep, oh, there, there it is. It's <laughs> up. There, there you go. go. Um, I remember that one scared the poop out of me as a kid. I saw it on HBO as a little kid, and when you saw yeah. all the guts coming out, the intestines oh, kind of yeah. floating out, it was great. See, I uh, love this it was movie great. <laughs> it was when I was a little kid. It was shot in San Marcos, Texas, where and they had glass bottom boats, like you know, as there you're talking you about. I was like, and you would go, and you'd be like, oh my god, this is where they did Piranha. And, <laughs> yeah, and then for me, aside from the Jurassic Park franchise, which I, I'm putting in a separate category for myself personally. What's that noise? Is that the AC or something? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Let's hope so. Uh, it's a monster. Crashing. It's a monster yeah. coming in. The plane is crashing. For me, the ultimate has always been and always will be Jaws. Yep. Yeah. You can, wait, show your shirt. Show your Jaws. shirt. So I've got, the, it's the wave, but Jaws and the boat and the little yellow yep. uh, buoys. And... If Cheeseman on the couch was here, he would concur. That's the, the whole reason why he's a filmmaker is because of Jaws. Yeah. Jaws is number one for me. Katie? Um, I don't remember a lot of scary movies as a kid. I didn't watch them as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but the w- couple movies that come to my mind when I thought of like the first movie that kind of had a reaction, like this is a little scary and it might sound lame, but um, Independence Day, like I, the scene where they cut the <laughs> alien open yeah, terrified me every time I saw it for like a long time because, Release you know, I, I never saw the second one when they, that just came out like a couple years ago. I still haven't seen it yet, but and um, I barely remember it just because I remember it scaring the crap out of me was the thing. I know my dad was watching that one oh, time. Look at, yeah. look at this. Oh, there we go. Yeah. And Anthony Anthony completely concurs with the thing. Right, Anthony? Oh, my God. I love the yeah. thing. <laughs> yes. We have a couple. Of, we have like four lists of the top of movies here. And, and the thing is on every single one. Well, as it should be. I mean, it's a classic. Yeah. No, because a lot of people will get mixed up because they're... There was the thing from outer space, the which was during the fifties, right. which, which was the inspiration for John Carpenter's nineteen eighty two the thing, which mm-hmm. um, I think, oh my gosh, the nineteen eighty two thing is one of the grossest, scariest, best films. Oh of all time. yeah, it's fantastic. It's I need to go back and watch remember when the head, the head comes off the body, slurps down to the ground, sprouts legs, and walks around. Man, that's so great. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Yeah, and then I mean, yeah. obviously. Jurassic we Park as well. Jurassic. Oh, look it. He's no. got it. There yeah. there it is. Oh, my gosh. That is one of the most terrifying, but brilliant Practical things. effects, y'all. It's, you know, like, practical yeah. effects. Practical. Nothing. Always go practical. Yes. The practical effects and the simplicity of it. I mean, like, another thing, like, that I remember watching that was scared me was, like, the simple things like the Twilight Zone. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. made mm-hmm. monsters scary and with nothing, with sound effects and black and white. So, yep. 
you know, I just remember a few of those movies that are all just one, two, two words, the something. Like, yeah. All those movies when I would just walk through as a kid would terrify me. I would be like, I'm good. I'm going to keep walking <laughs> through the living room right now. I so, love them. Yeah. Well, they, they warped me as a kid. My dad warped me. He's a good father. <laughs> <laughs> Lucretia. Yeah, well, my dad warped me, too. You're probably um, a deep well of this right oh, here. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, and that's the thing is I'm like, no, th- there's very few movies that ever scared me, but the only monster movie that really scared me was Lake Placid, which is funny. <laughs> I love Lake Placid. Betty White's yeah, so awesome. Exactly. I know. In feeding the little ones at the end, like that's such a good ending. But spoiler alert. Yeah. For well, a twenty-year-old movie. I know. Kaiser so say. Is it that old? Spacey. No. I'm sure. I think it was no. late. Because they've had like like six sequels, haven't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I know. There's been a lot of like uh, Twilight. I mean, Twilight. Sci-Fi Channel. Oh, and Oliver Platt was so stuff, good yeah. in it. Oh yeah, he was so fun. Now was was this straight horror? Or was it, it was kind of cheesy horror comedy, right? Um, there's a little bit of comedy there's as you see levity, with Betty White, but yeah. It's played pretty straight that's what i really? like and, well and two like i'm from east texas and so we have alligators in the lake so <laughs> yeah. i was never afraid of jason being in the lake i was afraid of the actual giant, dinosaurs yeah. that exist <laughs> exactly i'm like big you know crocodiles you know could be in the lake i they mean can. you know no. mostly just alligators that as are a smaller, former floridian so i am yeah. right there with you alligators everywhere yeah, are you I mean, Floridian? Yeah, no. well, I was. I lived there for five years. And I'm so sorry. I, yeah. I will. Be t- <laughs> I, I can't wait to go back eventually <laughs> to <Yeah>. visit. <laughs> when I'm 76. Oh well, yeah. There you can. I hope I get in a community where they're going to live. You know, they're all having sex with each other. All the old people. Yeah. I mean, go for it. I tell you what. There's a reason. There's a reason that they're still alive. Now that's alive. a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. But it, what, yeah. what, what, anything else kind of like influence you as a as a, a wee young child? Yeah, like I mean, I love Jeff Goldblum, so I loved The Fly. Like you know, more in a weird sort of way. I, I love that because as I say, Lake Placid was the only thing that scared me. But I loved watching anything like Jaws or The Fly. Yep. Or I did love uh, Trimmer, Trimmers. Trimmers, I'm oh, didn't trimmers. pick up the pilot. I'm yes. like, oh, yeah, because Kevin trimmers. Bacon. What you the hell is going that, on here? I yeah. mean, what the hell is going yeah. on here? Hello. <laughs> so, you know, I'm so disappointed. We'll talk about this in the oh. bloodbath section. Tremors. Oh, I just wanted that to go forward oh, so no. bad. But um, I was also surprised that The Fly, the Jeff, well, The Fly, there's a, the original movie of 1958, yeah. and then there's the The Jeff, Cronenberg the remake. The Cronenberg yeah. remake. Both of those, they're on all these lists as, like, best horror movies ever, which I guess I've never... I, I've never seen the Cronenberg version. Really? You haven't? I've seen oh, big chunks of it, what? like when he pukes on someone's neck and it mm. dissolves. And Goldblum's so good. He's in a lot of horror films. Yeah. He is. I didn't realize that until we are discussing Goldblum's, this. Yeah. Let me read this real quick. So here's Variety. Variety, which is the, the entertainment Bible here in town. Here's their top ten monster movies of ever of all time. Number 10, Alien. Almost perfect. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a film. It's Number nine, Jurassic Park. Design. They have Jurassic Park. Yeah. Eight, the original 50s Godzilla. Number also seven, fantastic. Jaws. Obviously, you know my opinion. Number six, they kind of combine these two together. Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein, which was... Yeah. They shouldn't have combined them together. But no, still, no. <laughs> I think Bride is probably a tad bit better. Number five, Preacher from the Black Lagoon. Four, Gremlins. Three, the original King Kong. Two, The Thing, 82. And then number one, The Fly, the 1958. Yeah. Have you guys seen that one? I it's I've never been seen the original. a long time, but I remember seeing it at least once. All right, yeah. I, w- I would like to mention Gremlins. Yeah, so yeah. good, and, so good. And you don't think about it as a monster? Yeah, I rewatched it at Christmas time because it was on Netflix. It's a Christmas yeah. movie. Yeah, because yeah, it's a Christmas movie. We wanted like to also, we also yeah. wanted to watch something like and scary. Yeah. And I don't ever remember 
being scared of that movie as a kid. But when we were watching it, I was kind of like, okay, it's kind of creepy. It's a like, scary. Well, the first one unsettling. is scary. The second one's straight on comedy. Yeah, yeah Ke- but like, it's Key a little unsettling. Key and did a sketch about the pitch meeting for Gremlins 2, and it's hysterical. If you get the <laughs> opportunity, look it up on their YouTube page, because it's absolutely perfect. All right. Sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I'm going to read one more list, and then we're going to jump into Jurassic Park. So, uh, New York Post, just because I like the way they ended. Number 10, the 1954 Godzilla. Number 9, Alien. Number 8, The Fly from 86. Cronenberg. 7, Frankenstein. 6, The Thing, 82. Here's one. Number 5, The Mummy, 1999. Not the original one. I like that movie, but I really don't think I would have put it in top 10. I mean, I do agree that Alien and Aliens should be on here, but yeah. Anthony, what were you saying? I love that movie. I I do too. It's a good movie. I love Brendan Fraser. I love The Mummy. This next one, though, blew me away. Number 4, The 2005 King Kong. 2005? I know. Yeah. Is that really? surprising? Twas yeah, beauty that killed the beast. I know. If it's not the original, the original King Kong is just hard that's to beat. That's surprising yeah. to me. You know yeah. Jack Black was so stoked that yeah. he got to say that line at the end of the movie. He's like, give it to me. Come on, Peter. Yeah. Give it to me. Twas beauty that killed the But the thing is, if you look at the, a lot of people like to poop all over the 2005 King Kong. And I really appreciate it as a movie. Because I like it. You, yeah. Peter Jackson took the same attention to detail and desire to create a world and applied it to the King Kong lore. And it's not for everybody, but I, love I it. really enjoy it. You know what, though? If he would have, he did not have someone to edit out his extra fluff. If he would have, that movie would have been so much better. Like, I yeah. thought it was, it would have been a, a perfect movie if he could have gotten rid of a look. <laughs> there were one too many longing glances between. Beauty and the Beast. I, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, just too many, too many of the "I'm in love with you" and I'm like, he's a big monkey. She's a, she's not. It's never gonna, gonna look. Gorilla's out. an I mean, ape. It's not a monkey. Editing yeah. hasn't okay. really ever been his strong suit. No, it's not. <laughs> so this is true. But I, the thing I appreciate about this being his pursuit, his reason for going into filmmaking was the original King Kong. Mm-hmm. He was trying to make the original King. He was trying to redo King Kong. Nobody would give him the funding, and then he got the funding from New Line. They said, "Tell you what, you make." Um, the Lord of the Rings trilogy for us and said alright I'll do it and then he came back and everybody was throwing money at him to make mm-hmm. King Kong so that's cool real quick Aliens is on the same list as number three yeah. it's Game odd that Aliens is number three and Alien was number nine and then number two Jaws and number one Jurassic Park New York Post calls it the best monster movie of all time so this past weekend, some of us were able to go experience the 25th anniversary of Jurassic Park at Universal Studios. Cheeseman on the couch brought his dad into town. And so they were able to... So I have a little bitty greeting, little video from Cheeseman on the couch about what they experienced this weekend. And there's even music. So we're looking at... Yeah. So the Jurassic, Jurassic parking, parking, which is always, that's always cool. my yeah. favorite. <laughs> so that's the uh, 25th anniversary poster. That they hmm. gave everybody who was leaving the park, which is cool. Oh, that's cool. There's a city walk with the big banner. Of course, the famous guitar from Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah, it was like the Van Halen guitar. <laughs> All the Jeeves. Yeah, that's right. I knew that. It was really <laughs> <laughs> the famous guitar. So there's Cheeseman dressed up like Owen from the most recent film. And they had some cool props. Uh, they, they How do you not go full And they're expensive. Put them down. Yes. Here it is. There's the the John Hammond's cane. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Nedry, there's it. There's the barbersaw can that he stole the little samples from. Just going to the vending machine. Hey, that's Cheeseman's dad right there. 
<laughs> Don't they look alike? A little bit. And then, I want that explorer. Oh, isn't that cool? <laughs> so, all right, yeah, this is fine. the raptor encounter. Katie, you have a video of this that we're going to put on online, but it was just too long right now. And there's um the Q&A. Those kids saw it for the very first time, and they said it was very scary. That... Jeff Goldblum! Uh, and that's Colin uh, Trevor, I can't remember his last Tre name. Trevorrow. Trevorrow, who did Jurassic World. And there's um, Jurassic Park people. <laughs> um, director of Rogue One, director of Kong, Skull Island. And Kong, then, Skull which was Island. actually pretty good. I, know, I, I was like, it. I like yeah. that. And then here's Cheeseman. Look at Dennis uh, Nedry. Yeah. <laughs> so they had some great cosplay there. There's the cosplay competition. I don't think that one girl's outfit would work in the actual wild. Here's the DJ booth. <laughs> dancing like, it couldn't be worse than Bryce Dallas Howard's heels. Well, that's true. Yeah. Look at this great big giant skeleton back there. Where's that at? That's oh. back in the kids' play zone. Oh, cool. <laughs> There's Lucas yeah, Owen with a raptor. raptor also this is actually from the zone. film. This was the uh, oh, fossils nice. that they dug up. More like a giant turkey. God Creates Dinosaurs by Ian Malcolm. There's the book. Nice. Yeah. Isn't that great? And here's some toy dinosaurs <laughs> as the music crescendos right here. Right. There's the animation cells from the little DNA from oh, the movie. Yeah. Dino, Dino DNA. DNA. Yeah. Dino DNA. Katie, this is your picture. The, what oh, is, nice. the gyrosphere. The gyrosphere? Yeah. 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 And there's Cheeseman in front of the gyrosphere. And then I think we're almost... Oh. The, a scarodactyl. Pterodactyl, <laughs> yeah. Or that's a pteranodon. Oh, I don't a Scaranodon. <laughs> <laughs> and then him and his dad, and I think, oh, a little bit more cosplay. That guy, that's Dr. Grant. He, And then she's been up. That's a really good Dr. Grant. Yeah, he, yeah. they were up there on the stage for the, the cosplay competition. Cosplay contest for the costume yep. contest. Oh, nice. yeah. And then I think that oh, is our closing great. image of What Jurassic. have they got in there, King Kong? So, um, Katie... Uh, did you have a lot of uh, fun this weekend? I did. Um, it was fun to see all the movie props, especially the costumes. Um, there's a lot more detail on Owen's vest and costume than I ever realized when mm -hmm. I saw it up close. Yep. Um, it was very... I, I you, you know me, I love costumes, so I really like seeing it. Although I did make a comment about how her heels were missing, the girl from Jurassic World, <laughs> because there was no heels yeah. with her costume. Well, that was so, your big criticism yeah, from the film. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and I have... Well, that's another conversation for another day. But, um, yeah, and I love seeing all sorts of props and everything about the process of the movies because I think the process and all that stuff that goes into it is just as fascinating as the movie itself because yep. that's all part of telling the story. Um, I also got to do the VR experience. Uh, I don't know if you guys got the chance to do that. The line was way too long. Um, yeah, I got to do that, and um, it was just like a, I think it was like two, three minutes VR immersive experience, and you see blue... And you see him on the island. The or her, Sorry, yeah, Blue on the island. And then you see her interact with a few other dinosaurs. And then you see a volcano erupt. And basically, that's the end of the little thing. And the only one that gets away is like the pterodactyl in the yeah. little VR. But it was really cool. I'm not usually a big fan of VR because I, I, I get motion sicky a little right. bit. But this one was super clear. I forgot the company that was doing the demo. Mm. But they did have a little exhibitor place. So it was very con- like convention, it's like of a life. con, yeah. Yeah, um, there was a lot of little things. Um, it's it's always fun to see some cosplay. Um, seeing, knowing that Jeff Goldblum showed up in costume, like as Malcolm, was that was. I tell you what, I didn't, I didn't know that he was going to be there, and then we we go to the stage, yeah. and the director of Jurassic World was here, and that was cool enough, and he was kind of moderating. But then he goes, and here's somebody you might know, and out walks Jeff Goldblum, like. No way, he's Jeff Goldblum's here. Yeah. That was, and it was like we're standing like two feet in, in 
for those who live here in LA and you guys have both talked about, you can go see Jeff Goldblum, you know, play jazz. Yeah. You know, which is kind of good to talk to him. Which is awesome. It, it is the best thing to do in LA. And he is literally Jeff Goldblum in person. Like, he is everything you expect him to be and more. Oh, yeah. But, but nothing you don't expect. And the thing that was key when we went and saw him was about halfway through the set, he gives the band a break. They go to the bar. They have a drink. And then he takes... He's like, I'll be up here for pictures if... I don't know why anybody would want to take a picture with me, but uh, I'll be here if you want to form a, uh, an orderly line and I'll just take a picture. He stood there and took a picture and had a brief conversation with every single person who wanted to take a picture with him. Yeah. He stood there until the line was gone. He will stay there even after and be like, and make sure everybody got stuff. He's yeah. just that kind of guy. It's amazing. What's yeah. What's the director of Rogue One and Godzilla's Edwards? Um, oh, it's... um, uh, It's not Blake Edwards. That's what I'm thinking right now. I know. Uh, I... Oh, I'm, okay, let's there, we're, we're looking at Blake. But, yeah. but anyways, he, he asked the first question. Like he come on he comes onto the stage and he has a question for Jeff Goldblum. He goes, All right, I'm gonna ask the question that all of us are wondering. And that, wait, here we go, here we go. The, Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards. Gareth Gareth Edwards. Edwards. He goes, great. Jeff, what's the deal with your shirt being off in that one scene? <laughs> you being all sexy link. He goes, Was that your idea? Was that Spielberg's what? And, and, and Jeff was like what? what? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and he can't play dumb. But like, it was so funny to hear people ribbing him about that. And Funko and has released a pop vinyl of it, and yep. we and own it's it. So hard. It Do you guys have it? Like, we, we have yeah. one. One of my friends, it, she got it, but it was a hard thing to get. Like I, they I, sold out fast. Yeah, I dug around at every Target in this town. I'm like, they must have held them back. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but also the the Raptor encounter that was changed because usually they do the main great mm-hmm. and it was just so cool to see an actual little show with the raptors probably one of the coolest things i've ever seen at universal i, ag- I agree it, it for was a second i thought you were incredible. gonna say it was so cool to see an actual raptor and i was like no, they're not real. <laughs> yeah it, it was just a, it was just very it was a very cool experience to see that um have you guys yeah. seen the raptors there they're like they're costumed characters but they, they they're so kind of lifelike but they've done a really good job of creating these creepy raptors that run around and they fight and they scream <laughs> and holler. And it's, it, yeah, awesome. I really love that. That was really cool. And it was also cool to be one of the final people to ride Jurassic Park, the ride, because it is closing. Yep. Uh, and they're having a special countdown up, up through September 3rd. And for those who go to Halloween Horror Nights, and you were mentioning it, mentioning it they always would do the um, Jurassic Park in the dark. Which they will not be I'm doing this year. I'm sad about that because yeah. I got to experience Jurassic Park in the dark for the first time. I think last year. I did a couple of years it ago. Is so it is a. I think it's scarier. It it's, is way more fun. It is creepy. Um. It. I definitely will be sad that that's not something I can do at Horror Nights this year. Yeah. And and Anthony, we're gonna skip that video just because just in because of time right here. But um, is there anything else that you guys have to say about the 25th anniversary of Jurassic Park before we move on to the Slaughterhouse of Fall TV? It's one of the greatest films of all time. I agree. I think yeah. um, tremendous, uh, from an acting perspective, tremendous acting performances. The mm-hmm. cast was unbelievable. When yep. you look back at those performances, where they were before Jurassic Park and where they've come since, yeah. unbelievable. And also, there's not many dinosaur movies. I mean, you have, I mean, all only in the Land Before Time, which is animated. And those aren't <laughs> horror movies. That's just, you know, a fun story. So I think that you can't really beat the fact that a dinosaur is a good 
monster, and it's a good scary creature that I don't think anybody's not scared of. I think Marvel will soon be having dinosaur movies, but that's for another discussion. Ooh. The Savage Land, which is the dinosaur land in the Marvel universe. Oh, oh. but let's let's not start any rumors <laughs> yet. But um, I I know I I know people. My friend uh, Will, he came to town because of Jurassic Park. He made his own Jurassic Park when he was like ten years old, and his mom still and for his thirtieth birthday a couple of years back. Somehow he was able to arrange a screening of Jurassic Park. He worked for Robert Zemeckis, so he was able to sc- arrange a screening of Jurassic Park in a theater. But they showed his little kid's film before Aww. it showed. And it was like, this was so cool. And it, it's kind of cool to hear the stories about that. And like, and remember, guys, like before Jurassic Park, that type of animation, that type of CGI did not exist for good or ill. You know, CGI is used way too much now but like back for Jurassic Park it was brilliantly used and yeah it was spot on well, yeah because they blended it with practical effects yeah. and yep. and they used it as sparingly as they could yep. because it was expensive yes yeah well for example i don't know if you guys have ever seen any of the behind the scenes stuff of the of the first movie when of the guy who was in the raptors for mm-hmm. that movie and this was so long ago like the technology is so much better now but they did have a person inside that raptor costume to do those scenes. Yep. And he was actually on um, the panel the first night of the Jurassic Park event. Oh, that's cool. So I didn't get to see any of that, but like, yeah. That was... You know what's the, the reason that first movie, there's, there's one scene in that first movie that sets it apart from all the rest of the movie. And I love Jurassic, Jurassic World. I thought it was great. We finally got to see the theme park open. That was really cool. But the scene when Dr. Grant and Ellie... They're they're paying attention to their own thing. They're driving in the Jeep, and Hammond is driving them into Jurassic Park. And the first time they see dinosaurs, and that sense of awe. And the audience, that was the first time the audience had seen these dinosaurs done like this. It was just such a, it was a magical moment in movie history. And I don't think we're, we're going to have something like that. Yeah, did you guys ever have the Super Nintendo game? <laughs> like, it was, it was pretty badass. Like, you would really scream and cry whenever uh, you were being eaten by the T-Rex. I didn't have the Super Nintendo game. Yeah. I didn't have a Nintendo. But I did have, for the computer, about 15 years ago, Jurassic Park Operation Genesis, <laughs> which was basically Sim Jurassic Park, which the new Jurassic Park computer game they're releasing now is a whole new game, but it's essentially the same concept. It's Sims Jurassic Park, hmm. and you build your park. It's like Roller Coaster Tycoon oh, or yeah. something oh, like yeah. that for Jurassic Park, um, which I'm stoked about. I'm guessing, like, natural disasters would be the dinosaur gets out and destroys Yeah, it. the dinosaurs yeah. Okay. get out. You know, they, they have it it's set up so that you can make money and charge guests, and yeah. people come, and you get good reviews, but then something, you know, stuff goes wrong. Dinosaurs get out, they eat people, or a storm comes, mm-hmm. and cool. shuts down the half the power, and all that kind cool. of stuff. So if you want to pick up a copy of the 25th anniversary of Jurassic Park, it will come out on Blu-ray, I think, in June, because the movie was released June 11th, which is kind of cool. So, anyways... So go pick it up. It'll be available very soon. They were announcing it at the park. We are going to move on now. By the way, go Jurassic Park. I hope that movie franchise... I, I like the way it's been revived. I like the the new version. I'm hoping the one that comes out this summer is good. It's Again, it's last. It's meant to be a much darker horror-type yeah. one. And the next year is the sci-fi. So we did the adventure one. We're doing the horror one. And next the, in two years is going to be the adventure... I mean, the sci-fi one. Oh. So it's kind of a, a cool trilogy that way. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. I mean, All right. as, as far as I'm concerned, Jurassic Park, Pirates of the Caribbean, and Star Wars, they can just keep making them. I'm fine with it. <laughs> pirates, really? Pirates. Huh. Make, yeah. Keep making Pirates movies until the day I die, and I will be a happy man. Interesting. All right. <laughs> You're like... Okay, so... I stand by it. Lucretia, 
Yeah. This is pilot. I mean, this is a uh, for people who don't know what is upfront week. Upfronts is basically when they decide what's going, what you're going to see mm-hmm. next year as far as TV. And they were one cruel bitch this year. <laughs> yes, they were. Yeah. They were cruel. Um, it's called Upfronts because yeah. it is where all the the networks and cable networks they take all their wares to New York and present it to advertisers, trying to sell out the st- their stock of advertising. And this is where they make their final decisions on what gets on the fall schedule. So, what? Got saved. What 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 survived? What are some things you guys are excited about that survived yeah, the fall? Speaking of things that we want to keep making until you know, yep. I'm until I'm dead is supernatural. And yeah. so fourteen mm-hmm. seasons, but yeah, they're, they're yeah. Uh, ready for season fifty-seven. Is that right? Yeah, let's hope so. I'm still only in season four. You have a lot of catching <laughs> yeah, up. I have to a do. lot of catching up. Um, to I do. have some of them on DVD if you want. Oh, them, they're all on there. I know they're all on Netflix, yeah. but just saying. What else? You get the bloopers yeah. on the DVDs, oh. but it's gonna be. Sad day when Supernatural is finally oh, canceled. I, I will not. There will not be enough Kleenex in the world for that last Comic Con panel when it happens. I know. I will be. The vampire I cried dies. this last year when yeah. Kansas came out. <laughs> vampire, I'm like, what like, is this? Vampire Diaries Comic Con final Comic Con panel was hard enough, so I don't even want to know what Supernatural last panel will be. What about Midnight Texas? Anybody watching that? I haven't. I seen didn't it. like it. I, heard I didn't like bad it either. It was just weird, but it, it's back. It survived. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe it survived. And I'm like, you didn't give Constantine a second season, but just so you know, he's on Legends we, now. And what we find welcome. out today. Today we found yeah. out that, well, today we found out about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I think yesterday was iZombie. iZombie. And that was the one that a lot of, CW announced all their other um, renewals a while back and all the iZombie, like kind of cult following was like, what happened to iZombie? Like, please let us know if this is a thing. And so they did announce that iZombie was coming back. Because you guys were talking about how it was not announced soon enough for the season finale, though. Because what were you talking about? Well, for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I think. Well, they filmed the season finale of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as a kind of series finale. However, now that they've been renewed for a sixth season, they might... I don't know. Oh, so you're I, talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay, yeah. I thought you were yeah. talking about iZombie. They might go back and re-edit it, but I don't know. iZombie, I don't know, because... Um, they still have three seasons left, in, uh, three episodes left in the season, I believe, because a lot of people are asking them questions, and they're like, "Well, how about you just finish this season first before mm-hmm. you ask us about what's going to happen next season?" Um, but yeah, I that was one of those shows I started watching. I think season two, and it's it's just enjoyable. What show is that? I Zombie because it's, yeah. it's it's a procedural, but with a twist, and well, it's just and she, it's Rob Thomas. He's great. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. also like the the I forget her name. Oh, um, well, I can't think of her name right now. Rose McIver, who plays um, Liv Moore. She has to basically play a different character every week. And that, I have so much respect for that because she literally has been a, a frat boy in her body. Mm-hmm. Like, and then also like this D&D nerd and all these different ranges of characters and voices and act. And um, it's just really fun to watch. And that's, that's cool. a lot of lot of work for an actor to do a different character every week. What about part. American Horror Story this year with... <sighs> Joan Collins, like, and they're still Where's trying. Where's she been? I know. I'm like, this is pretty exciting because I know she was on the Royals. Like, I don't watch that show, but I saw some clips, and it was really funny because she makes a you know a lesbian joke about like, oh, you've said you've never tasted the rainbow, and I'm like, <laughs> holy crap, that's Alexis Carrington saying that. So I hope that we get some stuff like that on American Horror Story. Do we know anything else about it right now? They haven't said anything else, right? I've heard that it's probably in the future. That's literally all. Okay. The, yeah. Are they going to release 57 different? themed billboards like they did for the last yeah. 
Because I wasn't a fan of the last couple seasons. I know. So. I've fallen off, but Joan yeah. Collins makes me want to watch it. But And Santa Clarita Diet. I'm glad they picked that up because I love this show. And if the second season was even better than the first one. Because the character comes back. And I won't yeah. spoil it because... Yeah. There are some <laughs> great I love cameos. It, yeah. Yeah. I love that show, too. I, I I was on it since season one, so... Yeah. Yeah, I just actually watched the entire show, like, literally two weeks ago. Because it's so much fun. I had heard mixed things. I've heard, oh, it's great, and then I've heard, eh. And the first couple episodes, I'm like, I don't know what I think about this. Like, I can't decide, but I liked some of the cameos and the, and the performances in it. And then all of a sudden, I know it's the end of season two, I just kept watching it. So... I, there's something about it, but I just can't. It's, yeah, because I love Timothy Oliphant, and I'm like, he is perfect in this. Yeah, I gotta say, it's a, it's a very polarizing uh, show. Um, people either get the humor or they think that it's just that bad that mm-hmm. the humor is not good, but they just don't realize that the humor is supposed to be zany and kooky yeah. and, and like, dark and dark. Yeah, yeah, and really and really just like. I don't know. It's like a playful humor that's... I, I, I personally love yeah. it. That's cool. And it's only 30 minutes. Each episode is only like 20 or really? 24 hours. I know. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was going to be... I was like, why am I watching this show so quickly? And then I was like, oh, they're not hour-long uh, episodes. Yeah, and they don't take themselves serious, which, yeah. Uh, which yeah, I love. Yeah, that's the best part. That's, yeah. that's a huge thing. Don't take it serious. Just enjoy it. It's pretty bloody, too. Yeah. yeah. I was surprised. I was like, it's okay, Netflix. The, the I was pr- like, good job. <laughs> well, and speaking of uh, zombies... Both zombie shows on AMC are coming back next year. I mean, I get fear The yeah. Walking Dead, but mm-hmm. The Walking Dead can just go well get munched on. It, it, the Walking Dead kind of they kind of completed a gr- their they completed their story almost yeah. a little bit, kind of never, but the, the big overarching story was completed. Um, so there's a lot of questions about where they're going next year. I guess there's a new group though the. the who, the whispers, the yeah, they they've been teasing that group coming in. But yeah. This is like defying like rating, like the rating gods. Like you, you just why are you <laughs> keeping this show around? Well, the ratings have have really fallen off on that show, but they're the still like pretty big numbers. Yeah, yeah. telling me yeah, Ash is gonna get, is gonna get the can. Like what? Come but yeah, yeah, they're they're still Ash, big numbers. Like I I still enjoy The Walking Dead. I Daryl Carroll and Daryl Carroll yeah, and Rick. I'm still following, but there is news about The Walking Dead, and we'll get that in just a second. But um, Fear the Walking Dead's a new show. Like they they've kind of basically rebranded, relaunched. It's not the same show as it was before. Do you? Yeah, agree? yeah, and that was the thing is I wasn't watching, but I started this season because I'm a big fan of Garrett Dillahunt, and he's like the villain, and I'm like okay, and I went to the panel at WonderCon, mm-hmm. and I'm like oh, I'm really excited because Lenny James coming up as Morgan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, Did you and see I've been impressed. Cheeseman at the panel at WonderCon? Yes. Because <laughs> Cheeseman's cousin's Maggie Grace, um, and she's, what's her character's name? Um, she's just, she's yeah. just the, the badass chick yeah. that's shooting guns and stuff. But So you're excited about it this year. Yeah, I'm like, I've actually just started watching it because I was like, oh, this is like a new show. Because I was really mad about Fear of the Walking Dead because I had a stand-up joke that was about how... A zombie show couldn't be, you know, set in L.A. because nobody knows how to do anything. Because being from the South, I was like, yeah, you can definitely do this in Atlanta. But yeah. then when they did it in L.A., and I was like, ruined my <laughs> joke. I can no longer tell this joke. <laughs> All right. V- real quickly, then, um, we're going to go through the shows that survived. Preacher. Dope. The, yeah. The Terror. That's pretty good from what I've seen. It. Yeah. yeah I Black watch Mirror, more. which is kind Dope. of sci-fi, and dar- oh. it's dark sci-fi. And then Lore. Which uh, is coming? Lord in got... 2018. Yeah. At a podcast. Yeah. Wait, Jim Lord... Fry was hosting, <laughs> but what he didn't know 
Oh no! Is this was that he was haunted? Okay, this that's is more like yeah. All right, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly really good. like the podcast. Yeah, and, <laughs> and of course, coming and back, it's magnificent. Not in 2018, but 2019 is Stranger Things. So is we're it, boom, 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 is it the last season or did they say four seasons? Because I know they're doing definitely four. Okay, got definitely yeah. four. We're, I couldn't remember if it was three or four. Netflix will back up the Brinks truck and try to talk them into more. So um, shows that got canceled. One of them just finished tonight, right before the show started. Yeah, like uh, I'm probably gonna go home and cry and watch this, um, but. Guys, we we are trying to keep it trending. Save Lucifer. Hashtag Lucifer. Save Lucifer. It's it is a great show. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of cool. Yeah, and so what kind of ratings is Lucifer getting? <laughs> Lucifer actually was doing pretty well in the ratings. And, uh, you know, I don't want to talk too much, but from what I understand, this was not Fox wanting this to happen. It's who bought Fox. Oh. Um, yeah, because they, you know, it doesn't fit the brand. Um, I... Uh, but Fox still owns the Fox will still own the network. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, but they don't own the produ- Fox Productions, is what it is. No, oh, and okay. see, Lucifer is a WB production as well, similar with Brooklyn Nine Nine, and luckily, you know, NBC saved that. But Brook, you know, they owned it, and that was the thing is because WB owns Lucifer and and. Uh, NBC owned Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Those were easier to get rid of. And actually, Fox is pretty well... They have half the shows that they did before. And it's not just the the NFL deal. Unfortunately, as I said, you know, Fox wanted Lucifer to be the new Bones. But mm. um, their, their new heads did not well, maybe, think that, we'll that see. was a good idea. We'll see if uh, the outpouring of fan support can say that. So it's Ass versus Evil Dead. Done. Yeah, and Bruce Campbell's retired. So, I mean, it would have been great to see another season on Netflix. But yeah. I do get his... Uh, is he retired? I didn't know that. He, uh, he retired from Ash. Like, he's oh. still going to act, but, um, you know, he's like, that was a good ending for the character. And I agree. Like, if you've seen it, I don't want to spoil anything, but it does end well. Like, they get an ending. Good, good. The Exorcist, which is, I watched half of the first season, and I... It's a pretty good show. I was sad, but I was expecting it. Because even, like, the yeah. showrunner was like, yeah, they're not picking this up. Brie and I were obsessed with the first season. Blasted I love Gina Davis. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we kind of fell off in the second season. Yeah. Although we weren't, we just, we still enjoyed it. And then we just kind of didn't watch the next episode. And then we never got back around to it. Okay. Got back around yeah. to it. And then you and I were on an after show for the X-Files, which yes. there, it's probably done. But well, it's open-ended done. Yeah, but I mean, as I say, I don't really want to see X-Files with Mulder without Skelly. I agree. And Jillian was done. So I'm like, I'm fine with, with that. And, and they kind of ended well. Yeah. All right, and we're going to do our speed round here of the pilot news, things that we have found out from the pilots. For example, there was a pilot film for Wayward Sisters, a spinoff of Supernatural Witch. Katie? That did not get picked up. Did not get picked mm-hmm. up. Did you like it? I liked it, It I, mainly because I like the characters. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea of having a whole bunch of the strong female characters having their own show, obviously I'm all for that, but I didn't think it was by any means really like great, mm-hmm. so I'm not surprised. Yeah. It's kind of... They can't get the pilot thing right for that, the spinoff thing right for Supernatural. So ABC has picked up a show called Whiskey Cavalier, which in itself is not a horror show, but it is starring Lauren Cohan of The Walking Dead. So that means that her character in The Walking Dead probably is going to be very abbreviated. Um, what what else do you guys see in our list that is catching your fancy? That might I, There's one show on here that I'm so stoked about. It's having a massive takeover at San Diego Comic-Con this summer. It's from Hulu. It's called Castle Rock. Yes, oh, the yeah. Stephen King one. Stephen yeah. King and J.J. Abrams getting together to create this world of like I guess it's kind. It's not an anthology series, but it's like the world of Stephen King. Everything, all the crazy, devious, mischievous stuff from Castle Rock. We're going to see it play out. Also, 
What is the big news that we got today from Guillermo del... I can never say his name. Guillermo. Guillermo del Toro. Just say Guillermo. Okay, what's the big news we got? (laughs) Guillermo. Let's say, hey, Anthony. Mm Yeah, Anthony and loves Anthony, Guillermo. Anthony, this is your favorite. Did you? Uh, Guillermo del Toro. Yes, I'll bring it back to Anthony. Here. Oh, never mind. Wait, wait, wait. No. Anyways, Netflix has announced. Hello, hello. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Anthony. We were just kind of pitching to you. Did you want to make the announcement? Oh, my alarm's going off saying stop the show. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so Guillermo del Toro, watch the uh, series that he got picked up. Oh, yeah, it was uh, 10, uh, 10 After Midnight, I believe. Yes, yeah. you, you are correct, which is... Oh, I believe it's some sort of a, a collection of short story, short stories. How can I turn this oh, oh, what is it? A uh, it's an anthology yeah. series. anthology series, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited! I can't wait for that. <laughs> and it's coming to Netflix, so yeah. everyone can watch it. I Yo. know. And then Sci-Fi USA, they got they are doing a series on The Purge. Yeah, and it stars Fiona Dorif, uh, Chucky himself's daughter, uh, Brad Dorif. Yeah. That's cool. So, yeah, she's in it. <laughs> and then um, CWC, CW, CW has a show that has been picked up called Legacies. It's in the same world as the Vampire Diaries and the originals. So it's werewolves, monsters, and all that good stuff. What about um, um, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? Does anybody know anything about this, that? Yeah, this looks so good. Um, I Because I love Riverdale. I'm one of those. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like they've got it's, uh, Ross Lynch, who I literally only know as my friend Dahmer, but he was <laughs> R5. He's going to be Harvey. And Kiernan uh, Shipra, I believe is who say her name, she is going to be Sabrina. And it's going to be dark, much darker, I think, than even yeah, Riverdale. If and, Melissa Joan Hart doesn't yeah. have a cameo, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I feel like they will do that. It's they very have- Berlin. Anti to, to do that, to. yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, my, what's catching my eye is a, a Roswell reboot yep. on the CW. And that's got a good cast because I like yeah. Nathan Parsons, who was on the originals, I believe. I didn't watch that, but I watched General Hospital when he was on there. And um, <laughs> yeah, he's great. Yeah. And, and then, the, oh, no, you go ahead. Well, I was going to say sci fi with Night Flyer from George R. R. Martin. That, yeah, that looks good. good. That looks really good, yeah. It's uh, described Night Flyer is a sci fi horror with serious scale, with the author himself describes as psycho in space. So Psycho in Space, that's going to be crazy. Yeah. And, and we've learned to um, appreciate what George R. R. Martin is throwing our way. There's something on NBC, which is not, I don't know if it's horror, but it's very interesting. It's called Manifest. A plane goes missing for years, and then it just shows up. It just And the passengers on the plane huh. just seem to, to land, and life has moved on without them. I think that's kind of cool. There's a new show on NBC <gasps> called The In-Between. Which is kind of like medium. Someone can talk to the dead. What? Wait, wait, what? What? What we were talking about with the plane just reminded me. The Langoliers. Do you guys remember The Langoliers? Yeah, it's Stephen King. Yeah, it's another Stephen King. Yep. Oh, I liked that movie. And Sorry. then Netflix <laughs> has a show called The Haunting of Hill House. Um, I haven't heard a whole lot about that. Do you guys know much about that? I don't. Um, I know that Annabeth Gish is going to be in it. But that was one of the only like news bits I remember from this. I do a horror news show weekly, so I was like, I talked about this once. Nice. (laughs) And and the last bit, Fox has a show coming on called The Passage, a secret government medical facility is experimenting with a dangerous virus that could either cure all disease or cause the downfall of the human race. And it's all about the 10-year-old girl that is at the center of this and the agent trying to protect her from these nefarious people. That's kind of like a good taste of what's coming. I'm sure we have missed a whole lot. There's a whole lot more to go, but we don't have a whole lot of time here. We um, only have got an hour, everybody. Yeah, we only have an hour. We get we do have to wrap up. So that is everything that we know right now about the bloodbath of the upfront. Um, if you guys pay attention to us, by the end of the week, we will know everything because uh, we are just at Monday and this is upfront week. So everything. I sh- think by 
Tuesday, Tuesday night, everything has yeah. to. I think oh, by the fifteenth, everybody mm-hmm. everybody's got everything. So everything will be known by tomorrow. So be paying attention to us, or go to Deadline, go to Variety, go to one of those sources, and you guys will find out if your shows made it or not. So, anyways, Gotham. They, final season. Oh yeah, final yeah. season yeah, for Gotham. Yeah. yeah, and then um, I can't think of anything else. Grey's Anatomy season like twenty six <sighs> or something like that. <laughs> All right, so actually it came on the same year as Supernatural did. Year before. Year before, okay. I believe it's the year before, yeah. All oh, right. wow. Craziness, craziness. Yeah. Anyways, there's a lot of good TV coming on your way this fall, although we are losing some great ones. And um, you guys, Save Lucifer, is that Hashtag it? Hashtag Save Lucifer. Hashtag Save Lucifer. Thank you for tuning in this week. Please subscribe to the show there underneath the, the YouTube channel or if you're on iTunes. Give us a good rating, so that really helps us out. You can find me at ConGuyJim. You can find us here at thescareguy.com. Where can we find everybody else? And tell us what you've been, do- what you guys are up to. Okay, guys, I'm Lucretia Lyons. You can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-E-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. And I have a podcast. It's called Mrs. Brightside. New episodes every Tuesday. I actually have the Lex Michael to talk about the bright side of bad movies tomorrow. Be sure to subscribe to that on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Podbean. And then also my horror show, The Red Room, your horror news source, is still in podcast form and we'll be working on the video component coming at you soon. So, and yeah, this week you can feel, hear the entire interview that you did. Yes, with, yeah. Yes. With the entire interview with uh, Fangoria. And in that episode, I also have like a Bad Samaritan press conference nice. and um, talking about Luc- uh, renewing Lucifer. So I guess we need to revamp that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm Katie on Twitter and Instagram. I am KT underscore Christine with a C. Um, but then you can also follow my business slash cosplay account, which is Katie's underscore fairy tale. And that's pretty much where I post any time I dress up if I can. So. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ben Cleaver. You can find me on all social media at B-E-N-K-L-I-E-W-E-R. That's my name. Uh, You can currently find me on the Studio Plus Apps original programming series, Atropa. Uh, Please check it out. It's it's really good. It's seriously really good. And you can get a free month uh, subscription. Uh, The first month of the subscription is free. Uh, So be sure to check it out. There's also a ton of other really great original series on there. But Atropa, A-T-R-O-P-A. You won't regret it, I promise. All right. Thank you again for tuning in this week. Thank you for indulging us to talk about our favorite movie monsters. That's the reason that we're in movies here. All right, guys? Go out and watch some good monster movies this week. See you later. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.